Hi, I'm Joe Biden, and you're listening to the Mayo Are Back podcast. Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Mort here, and Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say, uh, Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un, and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here. Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Hello folks, and it's a very large how-do to you, wherever you're listening to the Mayo are Back podcast. You're tuning in to the juggernaut as we roll on to Season 7, Episode 6. You're listening to the dulcet tones of TJ, joined by my old comrade, Fat Larry. Fat Larry, how-do? Not great, TJ, now, to be honest with you. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely a sombre atmosphere in the studio this afternoon. Um, you know, it's been a tough, tough couple of days. You know, we've been digesting uh, the results from the weekend. And, uh, yeah, it's not easy to take now. You know, never losing, nice losing to the Rossies at home and all that. But I suppose, as is our... Uh, as is our forum here at Mayo are back we were never too interested in talking about Mayo when they were winning so I don't intend on getting too caught up now by the fact that we lost either You think Fat Larry it's time to get back to brass tacks now and time to start assaulting this Mayo team with abuse We did call it on last week's podcast we said if things didn't go the right way that the sideline and the fans and the crowd would start to lose the absolute run of themselves. Mm. Did you see much of that in Pork Sean Elvery's McHastings Brokers Limited Park last weekend? I did, TJ, actually, yeah. I suppose I'm coming in this week, folks, uh, in a very different state of mind. Um, You know, you'd have to go back to season two for the last time that I actually came in here on a podcast and was able to talk about a game which I had actually attended the week before. And one observation I made, TG, I suppose, was you do get a very good sense of the whole occasion. Very um, special equation. Yeah, when you when you get to the game itself. I suppose the one uh, observation I will make to start it off, TJ, was I was quite shocked by um, how fucking unwell a lot of the Mayo supporters are. Uh, and Roscommon supporters as well, for that matter, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really pick it up on the TV as much. Uh, it's quite sheltered, actually, when you just watch the game itself. You don't get to hear the level of abuse that Mayo supporters throw at management, the referee, the players. It's absolutely... It was brilliant to be a part of TJ, I have to say. You know, it makes you feel a lot better about yourself. I do it all the time myself and I'm sitting on my own, my living room, and to do it amongst thousands of Mayo inbreds from all corners of Mayo, it really did give me a great sense of satisfaction. I think you're absolutely right, Fat Larry. And one thing that I noticed right around that incestuous cesspit of a stand was the way that... Both sets of supporters came together to abuse the referee. Because I know you can attack your own team and you can attack the other team, but there's just something really beautiful and symbiotic about, you know, 19,000 people all calling that referee a disgraceful coward last Sunday. And they were right in my mind. They were absolutely 100% right. They were, absolutely. I mean, like I was sitting beside a Roscommon supporter who was so cracked and so unwell that mm, we ended up actually having to move seats at half time just to get away from her. Um, A complete inbred. And that was coming from a position where her team were winning. You could only 
imagine how bad that particular woman would be if her team was losing she was getting stuck into Mayo supporters all around her myself included we did come to blows at one or two stages um, in and around the Roscommon goals going in uh, but it just kind of TJ it reminded me of those days years ago when you used to go down to McHale Park and the rain would be pissing out of the sky yeah. and uh, you'd kind of be wondering did the, you know, did the Mayo team want to go and win it at all and as it turned out they didn't have that bit of jizz in their pants they did didn't have that bit of spunk they didn't have that bit of want I think TJ you could see you know the Roscommon lads were feverishly hungry and ti- you know tigerish inbreds on the day and they really TJ they, they ripped us to shreds it kind of reminded me of a lad going in to Supermax after a feed of pints and absolutely tearing the shite out of a chicken breast sandwich and a few chicken tenders that's essentially what Roscommon did to us um, in McHale Park you know you usually only see that stuff happening at 2 in the morning but it happened in broad daylight on front of children women uh, I'm sure there were priests and nuns in the stand as well it was it was awful stuff really but the, you know they wanted it more and hopefully now they go on and do the exact same to Galway in two weeks time Pork Sean had become a bit of a fortress for us under the Kevin McShea era but not last <clears> Sunday as you said Fat no. Larry we were bent over in our own back garden and spanked thoroughly by the Rossi they had that teak tough tigerish display that we wanted to have and they had it all the way around the county in the bars in the chippers everywhere but what I think it all boils down to if I I may make a suggestion I think that the Razzies were the hungrier of the two sides and I think what that all comes down to is something that I alluded to so eloquently on last week's podcast where I said the Mayo fans would be indulging in a little bit of Easter Sunday lamb, Mm. a little bit of spring lamb with a little bit of mint sauce, maybe some parsley. And we did have that both before, after, and some people even had it during the match. The Rossies, on the other hand, they were hungry. They did not eat any lamb at all. They actually had other things on their mind. They do other things with lamb and sheep in that county. I won't get into the specifics of it now, but I think long-time listeners of the, the show and may we're back loyalists will be aware that I'm alluding to the fact that people from Roscommon have sexual intercourse with mm. uh, livestock animals, sheep and lambs. Yeah, and I think, you know, last week, TJ, I, I spoke about, uh, you know, how Mayo supporters are always quick to throw that... Uh, that the, the sheep shagger joke at the Rossies and you know it's a it's something that uh, I suppose it's a joke that's made quite broadly in places like Ballyhonus and Charlestown and, and in particular places along that you know the Gaza Strip region of Mayo um, but I, I hope TJ this this lights the fire under the Mayo players now because essentially what 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 this Mayo team was on Sunday, TJ? If you want to, for the want of a better word, we were like a spit roasted lamb ourselves. We were we were put up there, and the Rossies, uh, they ate us without sauce. They they went into Supermax, and they were told there was no sweet chili, no taco sauce, no mayo. They said, "Give it to us anyways, Buck. We'll eat it. No hassle." And they did, and they 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 made they made shit of us. Um. And you know that's not a bad thing, TJ. You know it's uh, it's the kind of championship where a week after winning the national league title, uh, do we want to go down and play Galway again in two weeks' time in Salt Hill? Nah, when no doubt the rain will be blowing sideways. I don't think so. So you know this will give the Mayo team a chance to go away. I believe uh, my sources have told me that they're heading to Cancun for a little bit of warm weather training and just to recharge the batteries, which is nice mid-season. You know they deserve that. 
and uh, hopefully when they come back from that trip they're going to come back with that bit of spunk in their trousers and they're going to come back with a I suppose a renewed sense of vigour and motivation now to go on and continue that stunning stunning form TJ that they had during the National League that's the Mayo we know and unfortunately that wasn't the Mayo that showed up on Sunday in Park Sean Elvery's McHale but no doubt TJ they have the stuff to go out and find it again in the not too distant future I absolutely agree with you Fat Larry we do need to go away now we need to readdress ourselves we need to reassert ourselves we need to reinsert ourselves and we need to come back to Mayo showing our stuff showing our stuff just like we did right the way throughout the Shra Alliance League and when it comes down to the super sweet 16 that we're going to be involved in in six weeks time I think we'll be there and we'll be ready. Now, there was a couple of key factors that lost us the game the last day. We said the hunger was definitely one of them. I would surmise that not having anyone from Palestine on the team was a big loss for us as well. Yeah. Cuba McBride Jr., he couldn't make his start because due to injury at the weekend. There was no David Drake. There was no Andy Mornan for different reasons. These were a loss to Mayo. Normally, if you want to go out and beat the Razzies, you need to have a few Razzies on your own team yourself. And we had none. We came up empty-handed in that department. So I'd say that was a big factor. But, obviously, the largest factor in the winning and losing of all Mayo matches is the role that we, the Mayo Are Back podcast, had to play in things. And I think this is where we should possibly come out today and hang our heads in shame for the shameful performance from us last week. We showed far too much respect to the Razzies and far too much respect to one man in particular, Paddy Joe. Look... In the the week that was in a TJ, it was very hard not to get caught on that crest of a wave, that chest of a wave even. Mm. Um, You know, Paddy Joe just seemed to be everywhere last week. He was on the Late Late Show with Ryan Tuberty. He was on Letterman or Beyond of the United States. Uh, He was even uh, flown into County Mayo on Air Force One on Sunday for the game. Such was the level of respect that was being shown to Paddy Joe. Um, Look at, we saw the videos of him. He got his day in the sun. You know, Roscommon have been experts, TJ, at coming into McHale Park and essentially winning games that don't mean anything. So it'll remain to be seen now if they can keep that tigerish hungerness uh, in their pants going through the season now and to see if they can still uh, do their stuff uh, come later in the summer. I suppose one thing we've always said, TJ, here is when Mayo are back are going well, the Mayo team are going well. But there's been a little shift in that paradigm, I feel, the last day. You know, when you think of, you know, Mayo being without one of their key performers in the league and a good friend of ours here at Mayo are back. We didn't see uh, James Carr in the full forward line for the first time this Mm, season. Big loss. And I think that really shows, TJ. I think it's no surprise that we lost that game. He's been such a focal point and such, uh, you know, I suppose an outlet for Mayo in that full forward line just to absolutely put the boot through the ball and leather it into the full forward line. Let him fight off seven or eight fellas for it and he'll probably come out with it. Um, You know, but we sat down with James last week and he was saying, you know, this kind of a a tasty arrangement that we've got going here, TJ, with the Junction Restaurant. He was saying, I I would like to maybe expand on that a little bit further. So he actually pulled out of the Mayo team at the weekend and is uh, is actually signing up with the Mayo or back team uh, for another uh, another little stint. Um, you know, it's a nice little arrangement we've got going there, TJ, between ourselves and the Junction. And I suppose it just shows how prolific the Junction restaurant is, you know, that they're 
employee didn't line out for Mayo at the weekend and it showed definitely in our performance yeah he's coming on here instead and maybe as the season goes on we might arrange a little week on week off basis where he could go back and play with Mayo the odd time but primarily he will be joining us here on the Mayo are back podcast now we've kind of said a lot now about the game at the weekend credit to Paddy Joe his his management team on the day were just far more inbred of a setup and even Roscommon team as well and their manager David Burke one of the more inbred managers in the entire country I thought we were doing well with Kevin McShay but this guy is right right up there but I suppose myself and Fat Larry we could suck each other's meat all day talking about this match but it's probably time that we opened up the text lines to you the common inbreds who are listening at home the Mayorback loyalists who have been so thankful and so thoughtful in some of the messages yeah. that we've received the teleprompter was literally blowing up um when we asked the question, what do you think of the Rossi game? There's an awful lot to get through. I don't think we'll be able to get around to everything, but mm. there is a couple of messages that I think desperately do need to be dealt with. One very astute, very nuanced fan from Newport, I believe, he says, the reason Mayo lost was we didn't get enough goals and certainly not enough points to beat the Roscommon tally. It's very hard to disagree yeah. with that. Now, and, TJ, actually, yeah. if I could just cut across you there for you a can. minute. You did of course. A, you, you always do such a wonderful job on this podcast, TJ, and I think it's a credit, really, to you. Uh, and, and the Mayo supporters, I think, are very lucky to have someone like yourself coming on here, giving up your time so generously. But I suppose what I just wanted to jump in there just to say that you kind of forgot to tell the listeners what was coming up on the show today. And I think just before the podcast starts, I just said I'd say that we're actually going to go now and we're going to read out some of the texts sent in by Mayo supporters about the Roscommon game so sorry about that TJ now you can you can continue on thank you Fat Larry um one man who always says up Mayo has added to it this week he says ref was a prick up Mayo Mm. yeah and not a referee that I've heard of before TJ you know we're almost it's almost like an instinctive knee-jerk reaction here for us to say well fuck you anyways Connor Lane or Morris Deegan Morris Deegan Coulter, you're a bollocks Joe McQuillan Cormac Riley those sort of statements uh, kind of roll off the tongue you think of the man TJ you were telling you about whose nickname is Limerick because he is so unwell after what ha- happened down in Limerick all those years ago you know uh, this guy is a new fella and I feel like we will be pinning him to the wall here in in uh, in the recording studio in the not too distant future. His Noel, name, Noel Mooney. Noel Mooney. Name. I was very tempted to pull a Mooney at him when I see yeah. him leaving McHale Park on Sunday. I was out on the pitch with the Revelers and I was trying to get a good dig in at him. Yeah. You know, some lads were there for autographs. I was out there for blood. Yeah. And whether it was a Mooney that you're going to pull at him or even you could pull a Sonny on him, you know, <laughs> the opposite of a Mooney. Sheep blood. He deserve it. Now... Ross Common drained all of our jizz and spunk. That message comes in from a, a very astute listener. And she's absolutely right there, Fat Larry. They did. And yeah. Mayo looked like a team devoid of spunk balls or jizz at the weekend. And that was disappointing considering what we've seen throughout the league so far. Now, one of the reasons it could be put down to, the head Rossi clearly paid for the referee to clamp our Audi 13. The new A13 was clamped on Sunday. Would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, look at... It's, it was clear TJ looking at the game the last day there just wasn't something right I'd say there must have been a bit of 
a bit of dirty oil in the engine or something. It just didn't look like it was cleaned out um, properly by Kevin McShay. I'd say he probably cut a few corners there and probably thought it might go another week or two without a bit of a service. But I'd say now it'll need to go in into Connolly's. Into Connolly's uh, Looked to me, TJ, potentially like the time and belt might need to be done there on it. Um, not too sure. The The brake pads seem to be working quite well. Um, maybe a need for maybe an air filter and maybe a couple of a uh, couple of fuel filters maybe thrown in there as well. I don't know. We'll have to send it out to Conley's and put them up on the lift, and uh, they'll have to take a good look in, look in in the back, uh, the back back door, uh, and in under the bonnet and shine the light in and probably poke the hand around a bit, and hopefully they come to some kind of. Uh, a solution, but I expect him to see him going, going good guns now. Uh, and you know, with that arrangement he has with Conley CJ, he might even get a new car by the the time May are out again. You know, he's been driving the A13 uh, since uh, since the start of the year. You know, potentially we could see it. You know, like it's always happened, he might be moved back to midfield there. He might turn back into the A8 and the the A9 and kind of hang around midfield there and and just throw his, his weight around. So that'll remain to be seen. He might be needed in that midfield section in and around Julian's of midfield because one man has come in with a very long comment and he says, fuck you, Matthew. Now, this is something that we have not had to utter on this podcast in up yeah. over two years. And it was back two years ago when we started to bring that phrase to popularity that we saw young uh, Café Rouen enter the vein of his life, a rich vein of form. He was an all-star calibre footballer the last two years in my mind. This year now he's been a little bit shit. So we need to, I suppose, Kevin McStay probably is the man who's in the best position to say, fuck you, Matthew, for playing the way you are at the moment. Channel that into mm, better performances yeah. now as you go out into the the super sweet 16s in five weeks time no we were definitely lacking something in the engine room the last day TJ you know Matty has definitely had better games for Mayo he got a couple I think he got a nice score there alright uh, did a few different bits and pieces um, you know I saw Quasimodo Kearney kicked a couple of wides uh, in the first half uh, no, maybe second half. Apologies into into a stiff wind. You might add as well. But you know, there's there's good competition around that midfield section. TJ, you know, would we think of moving Gordon Flynn into midfield? You know, Bob the Builder is there. He was playing with the under twenties last night. Um, you know, there's a lot of options there for Kevin McStay to kind of fiddle around with it and 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 get a different uh, different tune out of this Mayo team. Now, there's a couple of McStay detractors here in this group. Some some young man says Kevin McStay more like Kevin McGo. And I'm going to follow that off by the the ever controversial Motsi has weighed in with his opinion on this. He's always quick to call it. Is McShay an absolute fraud? Has the hype train derailed into the moy? Could you speak on that, Fat Larry? I think it's a good time of year, TJ, to start posing these these challenging questions. You know, the season isn't over, but I think everybody in this Mayo setup, including Kevin McStay, needs to take a good long hard look at themselves now in the mirror over the next six weeks and hopefully what comes out of it at the far side is uh, is a better version than what we saw on Sunday. We're still trying to get through these messages here. One young man says he, that Mayo just couldn't get the rod going and he, swear that the, he swears that this never happens. Well, I would suggest that it actually happens a bit more often than yeah. people would give a credit for but we certainly couldn't get our rod going at the weekend yeah our rod has been a bit limp unfortunately over the last couple of weeks and uh, you know disappointing as well because it's always good to get it going on the bank holiday weekend and all that but uh, 
No, I look at another guy, TJ, who's had a great season so far, and we're not going to go in two footed on him just yet. We'll see how the first round of the Sweet Sixteen goes, and uh, you know, then we'll be able to make a much better judgment on it. I think. Yes, we're going to just try and skim through a few there. Now, one young man suggests that Mayo shot the load too early this season. I wouldn't be sure about that. We'll have to review that at the end of the year. There's one man that really knows his stuff, and he says that Mayo have done him a favour by losing because his Mayo fever was getting to dangerous levels. And I think we on the podcast yeah. would echo those sediments to their fullest. You're little, absolutely dead yeah, right. A little reality check, TJ. I think we definitely needed that. Any advice on how to stop having a full-time erection due to Mayo fever after the league final? I would say losing to Roscommon in the first round of the championship would normally sort that right out for you. Why isn't John Maughan involved in this management setup? They seem to have everybody else in it. Could there be a little bit of room for John Maughan and his lovely tanned legs to come in there and have a bit of an impact? Absolutely. You know, we have one bronze-legged Adonis on the sideline in Lee McHale. Um was unfortunate the weather I suppose just didn't allow him to wear the shorts on home soil we saw mm. them in, in uh, Crow Park the previous weekend but hopefully now six weeks is a long time we'll be well into the month of May by the time we see the Mayo team out next so uh, hopefully we, we see Lee McHale wearing his shorts and hopefully an awful lot less and that mention of the shorts really is key there I think because we're a summer team we're a Crow Park team when the the Mayo selector wore that sombrero a couple of years ago in Crow Park I knew what we were about as a, as a, as a unit and it's not about playing well in the damp wet days on a, on a windy Sunday in McHale Park it's when you're up in the open spaces in Crow Park wearing you know a pair of shorts and not a whole lot else yeah no, it's uh, that's when we seem to show our, our, our true side, TJ. You know, wet days blowing McHale Park just don't seem to suit us. Look, at, thankfully All-Ireland Finals aren't won in McHale Park in April because if they did, we'd probably have an awful lot less than three. Now, uh, Sean from Mayo has messaged in. Hello, Sean. Sean is wondering, with the long break ahead, uh, he says, apart from our cousins, what are we going to do with all this free time? It's a great question, uh, Sean, and thanks very much for taking the time to text in. Um, look at, we'll have to, I don't know, TJ, to be honest, I haven't really given it much thought. Um, I suppose, I know myself, I'll probably be caught up in the bog a good bit um, for uh, for a few weeks. I think I'm going on a bit of a fishing trip as well. Um, fishing on the Moy? Fishing, perhaps? yeah, I'm actually going down to... Uh, I'm going down to Belmullet and I'm going out fishing. Uh, I'm going to head out fishing for probably two and a half weeks. And between that and the bog now, that should take my mind off it. You'd want to leave yourself in a position though now though that you could get, you know, probably 10 days before the next game now. You'll need to put some free time aside to probably sit down and watch a couple of old Mayo finals, uh, some old interviews. Maybe come back and listen to some Mayo or Back podcasts as well. Yes. Uh, that should break it up for you. But uh, I would definitely suggest to listeners to keep busy and don't be at your cousins all of the time, if you could. Yeah, that is great advice from Fat Larry. Maybe read a book, I don't know. The last message to come in from the text prompter, there's been literally hundreds, folks, but it's actually come from a Rossi, a, a dear friend and follower of the page, despite his county ties. He says, can you explore the correlation of higher levels of inbreeding and higher levels of tactical guile? For example, Ross Commons, high levels of inbreds per capita, IPC, played a role in their ability to tactically outwit teams. And they did on Sunday. Yeah. In every sense of the word tactically outwit Mayo 
They did, yeah. Um, I was fascinated by, you know, at, at times it, TJ, it looked like Roscommon had, you know, 21, 22 players on the field with all these, you know, doctors and physios and, and head injury specialists coming on. Um, I would suggest to the Roscommon players, you know, a lot of them seem to be picking up a lot of head injuries at the weekend against mm. Mayo. I'd be suggesting that maybe Roscommon go out now against Galway the next day, lining out from 1 to 15 with those... Uh, blue and yellow bandanas that uh, our good mate Paddy Joe wears to all of the games I think that would be definitely a sight and would definitely as as uh, the texter there said it would definitely enhance that inbred element to the team and probably increase that IPC number uh, even further Thank you very much to all the lovely listeners and Mayor Back Loyalists for sending in your messages. We have done a fairly in-depth and detailed review on this game. There's only one more question I want to ask Fat Larry before we go for our little break. We have, of course, a special guest coming up in the second half of this podcast. But Fat Larry, I must ask you, how did you feel at the end of the game? Because we alluded to it there earlier on at full time I was on the pitch baying for Noel Mooney's blood you were when I caught you by the end you were in a far more of a zen place you were a happy man you were elated you had just met I one was. of your superheroes do you want to talk about that for a I moment? was and it's not every day TJ you go out uh, and you know especially even at a Mayo game and go out and meet someone who is probably more inbred than yourself it's one of those uh, it's one of those moments and you know, I'm sure a lot of the listeners will, will definitely agree to what I'm saying here when you meet someone who's more inbred than you you're kind of in a little bit of awe um, and and I definitely experienced that the last day I absolutely burst through two stewards at the end of the game ended up tossing myself over the, the barrier at the side of Mikhail Park um, and legged it out onto the field uh, shouldered into a few Roscommon players. I went. I took a swipe at Noel Mooney. Unfortunately, I didn't manage to uh, to make contact. But one man I met out TJ and, and followers on the Instagram will have seen it. I I met an old an old uh, an old friend of mine. I would say he was. He definitely I would call him a friend. Uh, but a man who I had not seen in a long time, and that was Diora Marsh, who of course. Uh, was such an integral part of the Mayo team back in 2004 when uh, John Mohan was was managing the Mayo team. He started in midfield, I remember, alongside uh, Ronan McGarity and David Brady. Um, and a, a real a real inbred gentleman, I call him. It was great. We got a we had a little bit of a chin wag and a little bit of a a little bit of a conversation. And he also got my autograph, which was great. So it was lovely, a lovely little chance meeting, I'd call it. It's nice to hear, Fat Larry, that he was as big a fan of you as you were of him. Now, we have done such a detailed review of that game. I would suggest Kevin McShay and his charges do something similar in the days that followed the aftermath of that terrible match. But we have covered everything now. I feel like we've gone into it in enough detail and we can park it there. And we can say there'll be no more chat about the Razzies for the next couple of months and fingers crossed they'll be gone out of the championship before we come up against them again now we're going to take a little breather going to take stock take solace we have an absolutely huge guest coming up after the break we've been blessed and privileged and honoured to invite the uh, US president on to the Mayor Back podcast and before he comes on I just have to go and do something for a minute but hopefully I'll be back in time to have a little chinwag with Joe Biden. They shouldn't have somebody like Joe McQuillan refereeing an All-Ireland final. The referee was well, no, we had missed a lot of chances. 
10 steps for the goal in the first minute. Or not Dean Rock, whoever the buck that scored the ball, I was down the other end. But Dean Rock took about 20 steps for a point later on in the match. The referee was an absolute disgrace yet again. The rules there for everybody, yeah. not just the Mayo team. Off the ball constantly, taking oh, players no, one the ball. The way they were now, the goal. Again, champions again, have you now? Have you finished? Thank you. Um, right. But yeah, let the game flow is one thing, but you have to enforce the, enforce the rules. The rules there for everybody. You're very welcome back to uh, part two of the Mayo Back podcast, folks. Uh, I find myself in the unique position here now, and you do as well. It's just going to be you in this listening in to me now, Fat Larry. And I have been joined by a, a new guest. Uh, TJ had to head off to do a job for a few minutes. But I'm very, very happy to announce that I have been joined very briefly in the studio here for a quick chat with the President of the United States, Joe Biden. Joe you're very, very welcome to the Mayor Back podcast. Hi, I'm Joe Biden. Thank you very much for having me on this podcast. It's been a dream of mine for a long time to come on and chat with you guys. And it's absolutely brilliant, uh, Joe, that you were even able to set aside the time. I know you're a massive Mayo inbred yourself, um, so it's great that you, I suppose, are coming on here to talk to common people, people like yourself who are completely cracked. Um, you are talking, Joe, here to the most unwell cohort of people in Irish society. Uh, they are Mayo, Mayo GA supporters. Um, and you should definitely feel at home here. I certainly do. I'm Joe Biden. I feel very at home in the county of Mayo. Of course, my cousins and my relations come from County Mayo. You know, the, the Bluets. And I understand that for the last 10 All-Ireland Finals that Mayo have been in, you guys, you blew it in every single one. That's very true, yeah. And uh, definitely, we, we opened up our, our text machine, Joe, to uh, Mayo supporters who have got some some questions for you. Um, there's a wide range of questions here. If you don't feel comfortable enough in answering any of them, uh, you can just uh, you can make up a little bit of nonsense if you don't mind. Uh, the first one says, how are you, Joe? Uh, what are your thoughts Hello. on the, uh, the black and tans? Well, I have to say, I, I, I was talking to my dear cousin, uh, Rob Carney, the rugby player, and I said, I remember the time that, Rob, you beat the hell out of those black and tans, and I really hope that Mayo can beat the fucking shit out of Roscommon and Galway and those bastards, Dublin, and especially Kerry, and those northerners like uh, Tyrone and such. I really hope you beat the fucking shit out of them, too. Yeah, thanks very much, uh, Joe. Um... I suppose you're lucky that we, we, we don't we don't really care about swearing on this podcast. I'm and, Joe Biden. And I don't think the listeners do either. Uh, another question here just uh, was wondering, uh, where do you plan on going getting a bite to eat when you're down in Ballina? There's only one place to eat in Ballina, guys. That is the junction. I myself am going to have some Vietnamese-style crispy duck and maybe some vegan... <laughs> and maybe some vegan spring rolls after just for, to wash them all down. I have to say, the junction in the heart of Ballinay is the best restaurant that 
I have ever been to personally in my entire life. And I've had in a lot of nice, fancy restaurants in the United States of America because I am Joe Biden. Yeah, it's really, it, it, it is a pity, folks, that, that, that TJ isn't here at the moment because, uh, as the listeners know well, and, and TJ, uh, Joe, the, the guy who I do this podcast with normally, is a massive unwell, but he's also a, a big fan of the Junction restaurant in Ballina, like yourself. So you should definitely... Definitely meet him at some stage, maybe before uh, you head back to uh, back to the United States. Um, next question in here, uh, Joe was uh, wondering if you yourself had uh, had ever got the rod before, or have ever seen a rod for that matter. I've been following the rod for many years, and I have to say he's he's up and coming. He he's playing really good firm hard stuff over the last few years last weekend wasn't his best day out but i think that the rod is going to come back stronger because i am joe biden and i think that the rod is a really great football player in county of mayo and from bell mullet as well a real uh a real inbred uh real inbred place i love it. yeah uh, will uh, w- would you think, in your knowledge of Mayo football, uh, Joe? I love Ballinay. I think really it's a really inbred place, and I really feel at home there. You know, even though it's clearly the, like an inbred cousin to Castle Bar and Westport, I still think that it's uh it's really one of the, the finest places in all of North Mayo. And down in Ballina, uh, there's a there's a car, uh, Joe. You might see it when you're passing in the road there. There's there's an A13 parked outside the uh, the the forecourt there in in Connolly's below in Ballina. You'll pass it on the road in from Cashabaya. Um Do you think that the A13 could could possibly make it as a as an NBA star or maybe even in the in the national in your version of the National Football League? I think so. Uh... Fat Larry, definitely. And I know from listening to this podcast so religiously all year that maybe me and you could have a look underneath that A13. Maybe I could stick my head into the boot and you could have a look under the hood at the same time and we could get that boy nicely serviced, ready for the championship this season uh, because I am Joe Biden. Yeah. And you're, I think we're, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're getting to the end of the questions here, Joe. Now, I know you're, uh, you're, you're, you're obviously heading down to Knockmore. Uh, you're heading down to Knockmore there at some stage during your trip. But I know your, 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 your inbred cousins are also from Knockmore. Um, like, There's like one guy I want to meet in Knockmore, Fat Larry, Darndale McHale. He's guys just, he's just a fabulous young guy, super footballer. And really he's the main reason I've come to Ireland. I just want to say how you, how do Darnell, how's the head after the weekend? And, uh, just basically say I'm Joe Biden. And that's, that's all I got to say now, Fat Larry, I got to run because I'm on a very busy schedule in Ireland. I have to go to knock. I have to go to, uh, Lachlana. I have to I have to go all around the county. I want to go into McHale Park and kick a point over the bar. I want to go into the sport lawn and drink five pints of really bad Heineken because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm Joe Biden. It's been an absolute pleasure, folks, uh, to all the people out there who have, have, have said that we haven't got enough guests on this podcast. We have come with an absolute, uh, come with you with an absolute whirlwind. Joe Biden, thank you very much for joining us on the Mayor Back podcast. Thank you, Fat Larry. Mayo do do do. Listen, guys, a fabulous young crop oh, of guys. I mean, you know. I think we've got to look elsewhere. We've got to look for the divine. And under the, the current structure. Fluid type football, main fisting. What about the extra monies?
when I hear this, guys, it just makes me sick. Male GAA, are, they're just completely genderfied right now. They're they're so mainstream, it's disgusting. They need to go back, you know, they need to yeah. become a bit more hipster. They need I to think. go back to their gender fluid ways in 96. Now, folks, you're very welcome back uh, to the, I suppose you could call it the, the concluding section now of the Mayor Back podcast. Uh, I'm glad to announce that TJ has returned to the studio. He got that bit of a job finished. How do, Fat Larry? Did yeah. I miss anything? Not much, TJ. No, no. Sounds. It was all quiet here while you were gone. It was just myself. Uh, I went on one of my uh, monologues, which... I actually, it passed the time quite easily. I find that I can definitely talk shit for 10, 15 minutes at a time without stopping. So I suppose it's, we're, we're lucky in that regard that we're so well equipped to do this thing on our own. And really, in a way, isn't every single listener to this podcast very lucky as well to have such high caliber, you know, guest slash host slash presenter slash pundit slash analyst slash guru in the, in the terms of Fat Larry here. Really, I think they probably, you know, you're quite blessed to listen to such nuanced opinions every single week on this podcast. And we've been going so fantastically well so far this season that, you know, the, the reviews have been, they've been glowing. Everyone has been talking about it. Everyone's been saying how well the podcast is functioning so far this season. And I think that's a credit to yourself, Fat Larry. At this juncture, I might just offer those sediments uh, to you and to the fans at home. Thank you, TJ. Those kind words there. Um, no, look at I really came in this week with a huge amount of preparation done I went to the Mayo game at the weekend I took a lot of notes um, which I have written on my notebook here in front of me um, and I just really enjoy coming on here with the Mayo back uh, team and to talk to the Mayo back fans I, you know you guys really are lucky to have me um, mm. and there's no problem I don't mind coming on here uh, well, but maybe I, Fat Larry if it suits your agenda over the course of the season you might be able to come back in maybe for another possibly, yeah. podcast another guest appearance at some stage now I'm after getting a text and it's quite a personal text but it's telling me that there is scones on the table inside and I suppose as the listeners out there will know, there's no point letting your scones go cold. I don't want to have to put them in the microwave. The scones are hot out of the oven. So no matter what we were going to go on and say over the rest of this podcast, it's really irrelevant because the scones are ready. Yeah. So there's just one little bit of housekeeping we want to inform the fans about. We're going on a hiatus. It's our midsummer break. We're getting wet and wild, uh, myself and Fat Larry, over the next five or six weeks, just like our Mayo counterparts are going to be doing themselves. So we're going to be off the airwaves until we're back in the championship, unless you're one of those dedicated half-bakes out there who really love the podcast. And if you do really love the podcast... I think, uh, was it TJ you were saying we're, we're going to go on OnlyFans? We're going to go on OnlyFans for the next five yeah. or six weeks. So for the low, low price of a five or a month, you can have myself or Fat Larry do whatever you want, baby. Um, it'll cost you about the price of a pint. And if you've listened to 60 or so episodes of this podcast and you still wouldn't buy us a pint, you must be one of the meanest fuckers in Ireland. So I suppose we'll leave it up to you folks. If you just like listen to me back the odd time and you don't really mind, you want to keep the money in your pockets, no bother at all. If you're going to miss us over the next few weeks, have a look at the page, keep up to date. We'll be giving you all the details. But as Fat Larry said there so wonderfully, we will be on OnlyFans. We will be Sorry, selling inbred, ourselves. Inbred fans is actually the, uh, the platform we're joining, I think. Inbred fans. So if you are an inbred fan, you can... 
give the credit card details or whatever which way it asks you to manifest yourself. It'll cost you about the price of a pint. You might get three or four exclusive podcasts out of it with a direct line to the inbreds at the top of the chain here. More information will be available on the Instagram page and maybe even on the Twitter. Fabulous. An absolutely fabulous a whirlwind of a podcast. And should I just say, TJ, as well, mm-hmm. there, is a, there is a possibility. I have been discussing to a few uh, inbreds who we can call friends here at Mayo or Back. We were in contact over the weekend with JP and Patsy Broderick, who did say that potentially, you know, if the price was right, they always said they'd come back if the price was right. You might be hearing their dulcet tones on the inbred fans over the next couple of weeks. So you will really want to stay in touch with the the, the social media uh, sites, folks. Just to, just, you know, you wouldn't want to miss out on anything fun. That's all I'll say. Wow, wow, wow. What a fabulous suggestion that is. And just before we go, I'd like to fully echo those sediments and in fact all the sediments echoed on today's podcast thank you very much for you for listening thank you very much Fat Larry and a how do and thank you very much for this Mayo team you always provide us with something to digest and dissect and we'll be back to bisect in a couple of weeks Mm. time yeah and thank you TJ for, for all of your your work, you really must be commended for all of the, the time and effort you put in uh, here at Mayor Back. And uh, yeah, definitely, you've given uh, you've given us a lot to chew on over the last couple of weeks. And we've been very, very thankful for the experience. So thank you. Oh, Fat Larry, I do beg your pardon before we go. There was one more special shout out we had to give uh, this afternoon. It would be very remissive of us not to. We got a lovely message in. It's about a charity event that's taking place on Friday night. It's going to be called Riding for Biden. It's taking place in the Lewisburg Parish Hall. It's over 18s only and it says you have to bring your own Lubesburg. That's very good. I really appreciate that one. And hopefully a good night will be had by all. And that message has come in from Father Michael Fitzmaurice. So thank you for that, Father. Hopefully you all have a wonderful evening and all the funds are going to be raised and going to a very good cause. That's it for today, folks. All that's left to say is up Mayo and Mayo do-do-do. Good score, buddy! Good play, ya, boy, ya! Fair play to ya! Buddy Dorcas! This is heartbreaking. It's a free from Terry right in the middle of the pitch. Who's been fouled? Brian Sheehan. Who's the person who'll take it? Brian Sheehan. Who's the best long-range kicker on the Kerry team? Brian Sheehan. He has stolen a yard or two. Watch him. He's stealing yards. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. That's Kerry Hurism as they want to say. Oh, look at Brian Sheehan. What those in capital letters? Kerry to win it with Brian Sheehan. Sheehan, he oh, goes, go wide, go wide, go wide, go wide. It's all over. Full time. It's all over. We're going to have to do it all over again next Saturday evening. One more time. Get back. Get back. He's stealing yards. He needs to get back. Get back. Get back, Joe. That's
Jim had everything that you want to see except a male win.